Today we embark on an expedition through Kenya's ecological landscape and unravel the hidden perils lacking in our soil, water and food. Join me as we peel back the layers of a silent invasion, the dangerous planting of eucalyptus trees in a foreign land like Kenya. From the threat towards staple food crops, the erosion of precious soil, to the haunting silence of once flowing rivers, we explore every facet of this critical issue. But we don't stop there. We'll also discover the path to restoration, harmony with our native trees, and the promise of a brighter ecological future. To ensure that you never miss an episode of this podcast, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Listen Notes, and many others. So subscribe today so that you get notified whenever we upload a new episode on this podcast. This is Insight with Dambondo Kennedy, and I invite you to stay tuned for a gripping and enlightening conversation on today's topic. Hello, welcome to another uh, exciting episode on Insight with Ambundo Kennedy. I'm your host Ambundo and I hope you are just doing fine from wherever you're listening to this podcast. It could be on Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, Listen Notes, or whatever podcast platform that you could be listening this podcast from. <clears throat> Also, if you're new to this podcast, feel free to subscribe and so that you don't miss out whenever I upload another new episode on this podcast. So today we are going to embark on a comprehensive exploration of a topic that has had significant repercussions for Kenya's environment, agriculture, and water resources. I'll be delving deep into the potential perils of introducing eucalyptus trees, which are non-native into the Kenya's ecosystem and other parts of the world. And before I go deep, I would like to introduce you to where exactly eucalyptus or how eucalyptus found themselves into other parts of the world, like here in Kenya. Eucalyptus trees are known to be native to Australia, and they were introduced to other parts or many other parts of the world, including Kenya, uh, by the colonizers, and also some people would prefer to uh, have these trees or to grow these trees because they found it good and because they found it uh, growing fast uh, and which is a fact that eucalyptus trees grow fast. So these British introduced or 
uh, introduced the eucalyptus trees in Kenya uh, for various purposes. Number one could be they introduced the eucalyptus trees in Kenya uh, majorly because the trees could provide timber which they could sell the timber and get some money or also they could use that timber to build houses and also do other stuff like build furniture for their houses and other things. Also they use this timber, these eucalyptus trees uh, to which could provide firewood for cooking and also for lighting their houses and keeping themselves warm. Also you find that they introduced this uh, eucalyptus trees in other parts of Kenya like in the western Kenya they were introduced majorly in some areas to provide shade for the mining or for the extraction of gold in western region. You find that these trees will provide shade and also when it rained these trees could offer or could uh, their roots could come out or resurface and by resurfacing they could uh, you could find that the gold could have been attached to the roots of these eucalyptus trees and also these trees you find that they could uh, they provided many other benefits to these colonizers however these trees also have a have had a negative uh, environmental impacts in these areas which I will discuss in detail today. But before I talk about the dangers of eucalyptus trees, it is important to talk about the need for trees in general. We need to acknowledge the indispensable role that trees play in our lives today. Often dubbed the lungs of the earth, trees absorb carbon dioxide or CO2 that we human beings and animals and other, uh, other certain plants uh, release to the atmosphere. And the trees in return, they will absorb the, the after absorbing the carbon dioxide, they will release oxygen, which we human beings and animals and also certain plants would consume this oxygen. Trees also are known to be nature's solution to combat climate change. They offer habitat to diverse wildlife like the insects, the animals in the forests like the monkeys <clears throat> or also the birds of the air and other other wild wildlife trees also protect soil from erosion you find that trees play an important role in water conservation they will help to slow down the flow of water which helps to recharge our groundwater supplies. Trees then also can uh, help to prevent flooding in 
in areas where flooding is prone. Like here in Kenya, you find that in Budalangi, in the western part of Kenya, there in Busia, they are always experiencing floods and also in Ahero in the Nyanza region, in the Luo Nyanza region. You know, sometimes when you talk about Nyanza, people think that it's uh, it's the Luo part, but the word Nyanza itself is a Bantu word, and it comes from uh, the Luya. The Luya are the ones who call that part Nyanza, and before the Luos came to that part, it was preoccupied or it, or it was occupied mainly by the Luyas, the Kurias, and the Kisis. And the Luya, the Luya being the major, the, the largest group in that region, and also when the British came there, they were introduced with this new word, Nyanza, which means in Luya dialect, Nyanza is a place of many waters. So they call that place where Lake Victoria is, they call, the Luya, the Luyas call it Nyanza, a place of many water. I find it that this uh, Nyanza word is, or you may find it in many other Bantu speakers. Uh, it may be pronounced uh, differently, but they they may have some similarities. You'll find some, some calling it Nyanza, Nyanza. So you find that they are almost similar, but let's talk about that uh, uh, Nyanza topic on another uh, different episode. So in Kenya, find trees are especially important because our country is facing severe water crisis and our government has estimated that Kenya needs to plant about 500 million trees per year to meet its water needs. However, this has been met by another roadblock where you find that the government of Kenya because we have a new president has decided to declare a revocation on the ban that was there that was put in place by his predecessor on cutting down of trees he has revoked that ban and now we can he has declared that we can uh, freely cut the the trees however he stated he, he stated that uh, by revoking the ban, he was intending. He is intending to create jobs in the timber industry and the, also in charcoal production. However, we'll wait and see if they'll be able to put some measures in place to control the cutting down of trees. Because also, we cannot go on cutting down our trees anyhow. Not all trees are created equal. Just like we human beings, we have different purposes in life. 
and you find that there could be some people who are good, some are bad. The same applies to trees and other different crops. This brings us to the pressing concern where we are going to discuss the dangers of planting eucalyptus trees in regions where they are foreign. Eucalyptus trees, despite their rapid growth and economic value, they pose a slew of critical threats when cultivated in non-native environments like here in Kenya. First and foremost, let's address their impact on food crops, particularly staples like maize and others. And we are going to talk about maize or we are talking about maize because here in Kenya you find that uh, the main dish in most homes will be accompanied by ugali which comes from maize and yeah from maize so eucalyptus trees are known to be notorious water guzzlers consuming large quantities of water from the soil and this unquenched thirst often leaves adjacent crops patched resulting in diminished yields and exacerbating the already tenuous issue of food security in many parts of Kenya. Additionally, eucalyptus are infamous for their detrimental effects on soil quality. Their leaves contain compounds that inhibit the growth of other vegetation and deplete soil fertility. Many farmers are then confronted with the daunting challenge of cultivating their land and adopting sustainable agricultural practices. And this is due to the fact that uh, their yields have become low ever since uh, these eucalyptus trees were introduced here in Kenya. Another grave concern lies in the diverse effects of eucalyptus trees on our precious water bodies, especially rivers, streams, and lakes. You find that the rivers in Kenya are drying up. Also, there is a lake along the coastal region of Kenya which is called Lake Kenyatta, it dried up, so sorry, it dried up and the locals have tried to salvage the lake by pumping water into it, but all their efforts have proven to be futile. Also, where I come from, there is a river here where while we were kids, it was a big river, but now you find that they have grown, uh, they have planted there some eucalyptus trees along the river. And now that river, it's called River Ruaraka, now it's almost drying up also. And it's 
its size uh, has reduced drastically and you might think it's a trench and this is also a concern for us as uh, residents of this area these trees eucalyptus they boast extensive root systems that extract copious amounts of groundwater leading to a noticeable drop in water levels in the nearby streams rivers and even lakes a glaring example of this phenomenon can be uh, found in the or at the kenyan crying stone a geographical marvel nestled in kakamega this crying stone is renowned for its ability uh, to in uh, and i quote to weep as the locals say or release water uh, where you find that this stone it's like a, a hill but it it will actually release water from its its mouth up above uh, and then it was also something phenomenal because almost every year you could see uh, the stone would ooze out the water or release the water every year however in recent years you find that the what the stone has now stopped uh, crying or shedding its uh, tears or releasing its water and this is due uh, to the widespread widespread uh, proliferation of eucalyptus trees in the vicinity of this crying stone and the locals there or the people around there said that they had to grow these eucalyptus trees at, uh, around the crying stone so as to cover it and prevent bypassers who are just passing by the road and could see the crying stone uh, releasing its water so they decided to grow the, the eucalyptus trees to hide the face of the crying stone so that for you to be able to see what's happening on the crying stone or to the crying stone the only way to do so will be to stop by and go deep into the the forest of that area and see what the crying stone looks like and uh, the wonder or the phenomenon that it has of releasing water through its mouth others say it's uh, ear not ear sorry but eye so if you happen to pass along the, that area in kakamega you'll find you'll be able to see what i'm telling you and this once abundant flow of water from this natural wonder was what usually attracted many tourists in that region however i think uh, by time people will start uh, to question why should they go there yet the crying stone is not weeping 
So I urge the locals to to at least find a way uh, to ensure that they can uh, reactivate the the water from uh, the water uh, to come out of this crying stone so that it could continuously be uh, as beautiful as before now let's look or let's talk a little about the biodiversity uh, which happens to be uh, affected affecting the topic of today you find that uh, biodiversity is in a nutshell you could say that it's a it's where different plants, animals, microorganisms live in our environment or where they naturally exist. So it is also important uh, to ensure that we preserve our biodiversity for many reasons. Uh, thus, this will help us to ensure that our ecosystem are healthy and resilient. And also, this will be able to protect our crops, soil, and also food. So, where do we go from here? It is high time that we, as a country, we reassess our afforestation and reforestation strategies. Rather than opting for fast-growing trees but invasive species like this eucalyptus, we should prioritize the planting of indigenous trees naturally adapted uh, to our local conditions. And this approach will not only safeguard our food security and water resources, but also, it will preserve the delicate balance of our ecosystems. Let's take a closer look at some indigenous species or indigenous tree species that can serve as beacons of hope to our country and our motherland. The iconic African baobab, scientifically known as Adonsania digitata, I hope I pronounced that correctly, is a tree deeply rooted in our heritage. It's drought-resistant nature and immense water storing capacity make it a valuable addition to our landscape. Another tree is the Mukinduri tree scientifically called Croton megal megalocarpus. This is another native gem that not only thrives in Kenya's diverse climates, but also offers economic benefits through, the, through its oil-rich seeds. Realizing this vision of reforestation with indigenous trees requires a concerted effort from both the government and local communities. The government can enact policies that encourage the planting of native species 
and provide incentives to farmers and landowners who choose them for exotic varieties. We as a community can also play a pivotal role in nurturing our natural heritage. By organizing tree planting initiatives, creating awareness campaigns, and also participating in conservation efforts, we will be able to contribute significantly to preventing our indigenous or to preserving our indigenous flora. As you have seen, the dangers, or as you have heard, the dangers associated with planting eucalyptus trees in foreign lands such as Kenya are now undeniable. And these trees pose substantial risks to our food crops, soil quality, and water bodies, as exemplified by the Kenyan crying stone. It is also imperative that we reconsider our tree planting strategies and embrace our indigenous trees, which are not only well suited to our environment, but also are, are essential for the long-term sustainability of our nation. I hope this episode has been as informative as you expected and thank you for joining me in this enlightening journey through the intricacies of afforestation, reforestation, and the importance of preserving our natural heritage. I hope that you will also make an effort to champion the planting of indigenous trees and shun away from planting foreign trees like eucalyptus in as much as we try to uh, to conserve our environment and also to fight against climate change, we need to consider that our areas or our land has potential to to uh, to nurture the growth of these indigenous trees. We don't need to get these fast growing trees which we know that in the long term they are going to be harmful to us and uh, the future generation. Plus also you have heard how they, they are going to endanger our food crops and also soil and our rivers. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, please subscribe. And also, if you are a, if you are a continuous uh, subscriber, thank you for being loyal to this podcast. Also, give to today's episode a like if it's been as satisfactory as you expected. And see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.